Welcome to Scary Mysteries Twisted News, where we cover some of the most insane true crime stories happening around the world right now. I'm Andrew Fitzgerald, and thanks for tuning in. For today's episode, we have two high-profile crime cases. The first one is about a teen who will be spending the rest of his life and more in prison, as he received a sentence of 100 years. And the second one is about a man who did the unthinkable over a Memorial Day holiday, which got him on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. Before we start, if you guys want even more in-depth stories from us, then check out our newest podcast called Everytown, where we do deep dives into some of the craziest mysteries from all around America. And remember to go watch all our episodes over on our Scary Mysteries YouTube channel. Now, get ready for Scary Mysteries Twisted News. Number one, teen sentenced to 100 years. For most parents, it's fairly normal that they want their children to be able to rely on one another. But sometimes, no matter how much you may nurture someone, their nature takes hold. In Osgood, Indiana, 17-year-old Nicholas Kedrowitz was sentenced to spend a century in prison for the murder of his two younger siblings, which took place almost five years ago. The first murder happened on May 1, 2017, at the family's house. Nicholas, who was then 13, was at home with his younger siblings, 23-month-old stepsister Desiree McCarthy, 11-month-old stepbrother Nathaniel Ritz, and another child who was not identified. He was also there with his stepfather Stephen Ritz, And during that time, Nicholas's mother, Christina, was still away at work. According to Stephen, he told Nicholas to look after Desiree while he went to check on the other children. And then shortly after, Nicholas went to him and told him that Desiree had stopped breathing. Christina then arrived home and was greeted by her son, Nicholas, holding her younger daughter, who was wrapped in a towel. And when Nicholas told her that the toddler wasn't breathing, Christina immediately performed CPR on Desiree until the emergency response team arrived. Desiree was initially brought to a hospital in Batesville before she was transferred to the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And this was where the child would be confined for five days until she finally succumbed on May 6th of May 2017. The next day, Desiree's remains underwent an autopsy, but the cause of death couldn't be determined. No one in the family expected that another nightmare would immediately follow the sudden death of their daughter just two months later. But this time, the nightmare involved the younger child, Nathaniel. According to Christina, on July 20th, the family was watching television after they had had dinner which wasn't much different from their evening routine. But later on that night, she asked Nicholas to bring the baby to bed. The older sibling did as he was told, but not long after that, he went back to Christina and told her that there seemed to be something wrong with Nathaniel. He was quoted as saying, He ain't moving, to describe Nathaniel's situation to his mother. The EMTs arrived and brought Nathaniel to Margaret Mary Health in Batesville, where he was then pronounced dead just past midnight on July 21st. 
The family learned from a doctor at the hospital that Nathaniel's heart had already stopped beating about a half hour before the emergency rescuers had arrived. And similar to Desiree, the cause of death on Nathaniel's autopsy was also undetermined. The family, grieving for the sudden death of the two toddlers, was at a loss as to what had caused these tragedies. No one had a clue about what had happened exactly, and barely a couple months later, a possible answer to their misery came to light. The discovery, however, was not what anyone had expected. Sometime in September, when Nicholas was at his aunt and uncle's house, a disturbing incident happened while he was playing with a kitten. Apparently, the kitten had scratched Nicholas on his arm, which angered him. In an act of retaliation, he mutilated the kitten and squeezed it so hard that its internal organs were almost squeezed out of it. The kitten soon had to be taken down by his uncle because of the severe injuries that it sustained. And a week after the incident, Nicholas's aunt, Candace Barker, revealed to the cops in a statement that Nicholas even asked to watch them take down the kitten so he could watch its brain splatter all over the place. So now with this incident coming to light, it opened a series of revelations about Nicholas. This young teen, who seemed to be someone his parents found reliable enough to look after his siblings, was actually someone who had very questionable behavior. Candace further added that Nicholas's temper could be compared to the famous comic character The Incredible Hulk. He was also having trouble in school and had been receiving medication for depression. What's also noteworthy was how often he lied about things. Candace also later told the police that the incident with the kitten was not the first time Nicholas had done something that disturbing. This incident led the family... Christina, Stephen, and Nicholas, to be subjected to psychological evaluations. One thing that stood out during those meetings was how often Nicholas said that he freed Desiree and Nathaniel from a life of hell. All these incidents soon became grounds for the police to question the teenager, and at first he was reluctant to speak up, making an excuse about how he promised God that he wouldn't tell a soul about it. It took a little convincing from the police before he finally managed to talk about Desiree's and Nathaniel's deaths. And he said that he smothered Desiree with a towel and then he did the same thing to Nathaniel using a blanket. He told the authorities that he did these things because he didn't want his siblings to suffer living the hellish life he was in. Nicholas later revealed that the hell he was referring to was actually the chores he had to do at home. So in January of 2018, the autopsy reports were then corrected and have since stated that both toddlers died of asphyxiation due to smothering and their deaths were then ruled to be homicides. By August of 2018, Nicholas was then arrested and the court ordered five doctors to evaluate him to see if he was fit to stand trial. Three out of the five said he was incompetent, but the judge sided with the two who said that he was and then he was charged as an adult in September of 2019 for both murders of his siblings. Recently, Nicholas received his 100-year prison sentence, 50 years for Desiree's death and another 50 for Nathaniel's. This just happened in February 2nd of 2022. 
despite his mother and their lawyer's argument about Nicholas having an untreated mental health problem. There are various ways to show genuine love to a sibling. However, it's apparent that Nicholas had a different view about doing this. In his head, probably wanted Desiree and Nathaniel to be free from chores, but his actions resulted in him robbing these two children of their lives, and perhaps without even realizing it, himself of his own life, too. Number 2. Top 10 Most Wanted Arrest If you ask any crime victims or their relatives, the only way they could have closure over their tragic ordeals is by having the suspect apprehended and made to pay for the crimes they committed. While there are some who succeed at getting this closure, there are those who wait for years just to get the justice they deserve. On February 3, 2022, after evading arrest for almost 16 years, one of the FBI's top 10 most wanted fugitives has finally been apprehended by authorities. 48-year-old Octaviano Juarez Coro has been wanted for the crimes of killing two people and gravely injuring three more during a Memorial Day holiday in 2006. On May 29th of that year, hundreds of people were gathered at the South Shore Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to enjoy the holiday with friends and family. Among the crowd were the estranged wife and three-year-old daughter of Octaviano. The mother and daughter pair were with their friends enjoying the park, and what seemed like a nice day out turned into a nightmare that happened in broad daylight. Octaviano, who was then 32, arrived at the park unannounced. According to reports, he first approached one of his wife's friends, with whom he had a brief conversation. It was possible that the conversation was about him wanting to see his daughter. The couple was going through a rough patch in their divorce proceedings, particularly with regards to the custody of their daughter. Octaviano was then told by his wife that he couldn't see his daughter and was asked to leave the park immediately. He became agitated, and then he took out his gun and pointed it at the group, who was with his wife. He even made these people kneel down before shooting at them execution-style. Two of them died at the scene, one of whom was the friend Octaviano was talking to, and three were injured, including his wife, whom he shot twice in the chest. After the shooting, he immediately fled the scene, leaving no trace of his whereabouts, no one knew where he went, but the authorities later learned that he had connections in Wisconsin, California, and even Mexico. The authorities believed that he had fled to Mexico in an attempt to evade arrest. In September of 2021, the FBI added him to the list of the most wanted fugitives. Reward money amounting to $100,000 was also put up by the FBI to anyone who could provide an important tip that could lead to Octaviano's arrest. According to the Bureau, he was the 525th person who was added to the top of the 10 most wanted list. Then, five months later, in the evening of February 2, 2022, in coordination with the local police authorities, Octaviano was apprehended in Zapopan, Guadalajara, Mexico. He was finally taken into custody almost two decades after committing his crimes, 
and further details about his return to the country for the trials are yet to be announced. According to the special agent in charge of the case, Michael Hensel, from the Milwaukee field office of the FBI, Octaviano evaded arrest for over 15 years, thinking he could continue using time and distance to his advantage. What Octaviano didn't know was that both had finally caught up with him, along with the cry of justice from his victims. So there were two of the most disturbing crime stories we have for this week. If you enjoyed these, then make sure to stay tuned each week for more. You may also like our podcast every time where we talk about the most disturbing crime stories in the U.S. like these and more in depth. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll see you again soon.